Hey there, friends. Welcome to the Musculoskeletal Minute, presented by Basics of Ortho, where it's just the basics. We aim to boost your musculoskeletal knowledge and build your confidence in caring for common orthopedic conditions. I'm your host, Jason Coggins. Hey, folks. In today's number four episode of the Musculoskeletal Minute, we'll be talking about describing fractures on an x-ray. So this is an area that I think gives a lot of uh, students and new uh, PAs a lot of anxiety uh, when they see a fracture and they have to describe it to an attending or an orthopedic surgeon. Um, but it's a real important skill that once you get the basics, and, and that's really all you need to know um, and, and practice it, but uh, you need to get get good at that. Uh, otherwise, uh, who you're trying to describe it to uh, won't know what you're talking about, and they'll get upset. And in, in the case of a student, you may get uh, get a scolding. I personally can't recall getting one, but I've certainly heard numerous stories. So uh, let's get started. I'm going to give you five simple steps to use when communicating fracture characteristics. Uh, and that's hopefully going to lessen the chance of confusion or getting a, uh, a wrist slap, uh, figuratively, of course. So number one, uh, the first thing you have to note uh, is regardless of the x-ray, you're not you're not going to uh, have looked at the x-ray necessarily just yet. Um, it relates to more looking at it clinically. So is this fracture open or closed? Um, now, in some cases, if there's been significant trauma, there may be a lot of uh, debris or blood uh, on the uh, area that you're evaluating. So you may have to clean it uh, really well uh, to see if uh, there are any open wounds in the area of potential fracture site. Uh, sometimes they can be quite small, uh, so you have to look real hard. And sometimes there may be a wound, but you don't know if it's very deep. Uh, so it's not uh, unreasonable to use a sterile uh, Q-tip to probe it a little bit and see if it uh, is more superficial or does extend down. So that's step number one. Is it open or closed? Uh, number two is location, location, location. Uh, and this is looking at the x-ray. And y you have to know your bony anatomy, uh, know the different segments of the bone. Um, you want to know if the fracture involves the metaphysis, the diaphysis, or epiphysis. So uh, breaking it down real simple, what is the metaphysis? The metaphysis is where um, the junction of the diaphysis and the epiphysis. The epiphysis being the very end of the bone, uh, the diaphysis being the shaft of the bone, the metaphysis is in between those two. Uh, if you're talking about a long bone, it's generally where uh, the uh, the diaphysis, which is uh, straight, starts to slope into the wider end of the bone or the epiphysis. Um, so that's the very basic uh, anatomy of the bone that you have to describe. But for specific bones, you may have to uh, denote whether uh, the fracture is in a specific uh, area, such as a condyle or an epicondyle, which is very common with uh, elbow injuries. Uh, is it involving a tubercle, such as the uh, tibial tubercle of the, the, the proximal tibia? Uh, does it involve the head of a, a particular bone? or the neck of a bone. A uh, very common neck fracture would be your classic boxer's fracture of the fifth metacarpal. Does it involve a styloid such as the radius? So you get the idea there. That you need to know uh, specific locations on individual bones, uh, in addition to just whether it's uh, the metaphysis or diaphysis or epiphysis. Um, you also need to uh, pay attention to what type 
or what uh, age group bone you're looking at. Is it a skeletally mature bone or is it a immature skeletal bone? And so in those immature uh, skeletal um, patients, um, does this, do they have a Salter Harris fracture or a fracture in the physis? Um, I wrote a blog article on uh, basicsofortho.com about ankle fractures, distal fibula, Salter Harris fractures. Um, so check that out if you want a little bit more detail about Salter Harris fractures. So that's number two. So number one first, recapping. Is it open or closed? Number two, location. Is it on the uh, diaphysis, the epiphysis, or metaphysis, or any special uh, bony landmark uh, that's uh, isolated to a particular bone? Number three, fracture pattern. Uh, so there's several different pattern types. Uh, this is where you have to think back to some geometrical terms from your eighth grade geometry class. Uh, the first fracture pattern will be transverse. So what is transverse? The fracture pattern runs perpendicular to the cortices of the bone. Uh, so it runs straight across. Uh, the next one, oblique, that's where the direction of the fracture runs at an angle to the cortex. Uh, then there's a spiral fracture where uh, the fracture rotates through the cortex around the axis of the bone. Uh, the next one is comminuted fracture, where uh, the fracture is in multiple segments, not just two distinct segments. Uh, it, it, there can be significant comminution, or it can just be three large fragments. Um, but if there's more than two, then it's considered a comminuted fracture. Um, next is your buckle fracture or torus fracture. Uh, with this one, this one can be a confusing one for some folks. Um, but the, and this is the big thing to remember is that there is absolutely no linear lucency on the bone. If you see that, it can't be truly a torus fracture. Uh, but what you will see is you'll see a small little dip or a hump or a kink or a buckle in the cortex of the bone. Um, you'll see this frequently in distal radius fractures, but you can see it in any bone really. Um, but what it is, is imagine a, an accordion, you know, the musical instrument. So it extends, and then you bring it together. But the the, the little um, inverted V-shaped ridges of the, the bladder of the accordion, that's kind of what it looks like. Um, and you do not see a crack in the cortex. If you see a crack, it's not a torus fracture. And then the final fracture pattern that I want to review is the green stick. So this is another fracture that's typically isolated to the pediatric population. Uh, because their bones are softer. So what this is is where there's a plastic bending deformity of one cortex, and then the tension side of the bone, uh, or the outer side of the bone, um, if you're looking at the bend, is uh, an actual fracture, but the fracture does not extend all the way through. So number one, open. Is it open or closed? Number two, what's that location? Number three, what is the fracture pattern? Moving on to number four, is there any angulation? All right, so this should be an easy one. This is, you can also think back to your eighth grade geometry. Uh, do the fracture segments line up um, perfectly end to end? Uh, there's no shift one way or the other of the cortex. If it uh, does, then it's not angulated or displaced. It's non-displaced. If the 
cortices line up, or if one cortices or cortex lines up, uh, but there's an angle formed at the fracture site, that fracture is the uh, apex uh, of an angle, then it's angulated. Um, <clears throat> so starting again at number one, is it open or closed? Number two, what's the location? Number three, what's the pattern? Number four, is there any angulation? And then finally, number five. This is the one that uh, there's some controversy on, depending on who you talk to, but is there any displacement? Now, what is displacement? Displacement and angulation are different. So with angulation, uh, it, one of the cortices lines up, but uh, the two fracture segments form an angle that shouldn't be present. With displacement, the cortices of the bone are shifted or translated in one direction or the other. Um, they don't line up perfectly. Now, if you have read my blog article on uh, the very topic we're talking about, uh, there's some little sketches that I did that really you know, break it down to kindergarten uh, drawings. Um, but uh, recapping, when you describe a fracture to another person, you want to firstly state, is it open or closed? Number two, you want to state, where is it located on that bone? Metaphysis, diaphysis, epiphysis, physis, if you're talking about a skeletally immature patient, or any specific landmark on a particular bone. Uh, the fracture pattern, is it transverse, oblique, spiral, comminuted? Uh, is it a buckle or torus fracture, or is it a green stick fracture? Is there angulation or is there no angulation? If there is angulation, you want to you know, at least state whether it's significant or mild or moderate, uh, and that's very subjective. Or you can be very objective, and you can break out a goniometer or use the angle um, function on the x-ray viewer and measure out that angle and state the angle uh, precisely. Uh, and then finally, is there any displacement? And uh, this is a yes or no, kind of like uh, you're, you're pregnant or you're not. There's no mild displacement. It's displaced or it's not displaced. Now, you can measure how much it's displaced, uh, but typically we want to know if it's displaced or not. Um, now, when you're talking about displacement in terms of uh, criteria for surgery, then, yeah, how much it's displaced, it needs to be measured out uh, because there are some specific criteria as whether or not there's a millimeter or two. Uh, that may be treated conservatively, but if there's uh, a centimeter of displacement, that very well is likely a surgical problem. So I hope you've found uh, these tips helpful, and the next time that you have to describe a fracture, you can do so with confidence. Um, and to build that confidence, you need to practice. So what I uh, suggest to students is go to Google, Google a particular fracture that you want to see, um, and click on the images, pull up all the different images that it, it pulls up, and just state out describing what fracture you see using these criteria, and also write it down at the same time. And the more you do, the more comfortable you're going to get, uh, and the more confident you're going to get, and the more accurate you're going to get. So again, I hope this has helped, and I look forward to speaking with you next time. If you like this podcast, please consider subscribing. All right. I hope you enjoyed listening to today's segment as much as I did doing it. I trust that you'll find today's podcast useful in advancing your musculoskeletal knowledge, and I look forward to having you join me for the next segment of the Musculoskeletal Minute.
You can find out more on our website, www.basicsofortho.com. Please visit and become a member of the community. Find, like, and follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Have a great day.